you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Around the NFL podcast is no longer with the Bucks. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hantis. I'm joined today studio filled with some heroes, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Listen. Ah! <laughs> Freak out. I don't want to, you know, sound smug or uh, sanctimonious or overly self-satisfied, but when... Uh, People say, oh, the NFL is king. <laughs> well, it kind of is when weekends like this go down where it just takes over the culture and divisional round playoff football played at the peak level of uh, drama. It doesn't get any better. And we talked about it. The wild card round was a little bit of a, you know, dud. This one, Greg, was as good as any I can remember. I think it was the best ever, pound for pound. Yeah, and I feel personally responsible for making it happen. That's one thing, like with, with us working for the. It's a league. good looking to Greg's off. We yeah. we did it. We put this together. We put the Bills Chiefs last. Right? You almost thought. I thought at the beginning of that game, it's like this weekend's been so good that almost inevitably, maybe this game will be one sided or won't be as like insane of an ending as the two NFC games were. Uh, but then you were so happy that it was last. I watched the end of the game almost with my kids, and watching them go nuts uh, just got me thinking about what you're saying about NFL being king because they, they're they not Bills or Chiefs fans. And they they were kind of tuned, starting to tune out 
towards the end because, you know, it's been a long weekend of football watching. And when those two teams started going back and forth in the end, they are screaming and yelling and running around and jumping and hugging, even though they're not rooting for either team. And I was, I'm just thinking, like, oh, that's, that's how you get them. Like, they're going to be paying that cash to the NFL for the rest of their lives. Now. Got them. And that particular game <laughs> is one that we'll talk about for 50 years. I, the contrast for me was my family left for a little bit. I, went, I normally watch these games in the garage, and I, that's where I stationed Bucks-Rams. Right. But I went into the house uh, to go watch the rest of it and then came here in the middle of Chiefs and the Chiefs-Bills colossal event. I went back into the garage right before leaving to go turn it off, and there was this that, – that station had switched to a – like low-level college basketball game, and the contrast between what we have experienced <laughs> and that sporting event—it was all, so incredibly low-level and depressing. The NFL is has no competition. It's a bit of apples and oranges, like a college <laughs> basketball I'm game. I'm just saying that, like, any, imagine the human being that switched to watch that instead. But I will say that you know I love sports. I love you know basketball, baseball, football. Those have always been the big three for me. Even college football, for instance, like in the playoffs, I can get into that. But there's something different about the NFL if you're watching their postseason where I just I'm fully invested as if I'm like the Jets were playing in the game. It's always it's heightened if your team is actually involved. But the games are just there's so much at stake and you could feel it and you see it the way these teams play. Some of the teams that you see melt down and there were a couple, including both top seeds, um, you see what pressure does to some teams and some players and you see how it makes some players greater and that's where Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen come in so we're going to get into all the games but we have to start I think I was thinking about this driving in that this might be my pick for the best game in the history of the around the NFL podcast now I don't have again like maybe a Patriot fan feels differently about some of those Super Bowls and there have been some great ones but in terms of just the feel of the game the vibe of the game the greatness on display from both Mm. sides this to me is the best of the ATN era so let's get to it, Ricky. Let's fly. 36-36 tie in overtime. Chiefs first down and goal to go. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. There you go. See, the great ones rise to the challenge. Mitch Holtis is another one. WDAF. Don't give up. Patrick Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey in the corner of the end zone. Eight yards early in OT. The Chiefs rally to beat the Bills 42-36 in one of the most wild games you'll ever see in the playoffs. A game where the lead changed hands three times in the final two minutes of regulation. Harrison Butker, you know, maybe he was feeling a little pressure when he was found out he was the number one kicker on the ATN kicker power rank. Felt that pressure. Yeah. yeah, he felt that pressure early in the game, but when he needed to make the kick, he hits the 49-yarder as time expired to force OT. And then the Chiefs win the coin toss, and that's annoying because you wanted to see Josh Allen, who was a beautiful football man in this game, do his thing. But the Chiefs take care of business. They take the ball, go right down the field. Let's start, Greg. There's so much to get to for this game, but why don't we start with uh, where we're at when the Bills, once again, with Gabriel Davis finding the end zone, 
um, for another touchdown. It's a 19-yard touchdown pass. The cornerback falls down. It is now 13 seconds in regulation. It's 36-33 to 33 after the PAT from Tyler Bass. And that's the game. That's when everything – it should have been over, and yet it wasn't. I left. So I, I told you I watched <laughs> the end of that game with my kids. 13 seconds left. Uh, we had to drive. We're driving into the studio. We're in a different studio, so we can be safely socially distanced. We're not in our podcast studio where we where we taped uh, ATN the other day. And game that's debut. COVID ravage that room. Right. This room is completely right. safe. We are, you know, like yeah. one or two feet extra apart. And I just thought I and I and the kids said, "Oh, it's not over." And I said, "Well, there's 13 seconds left. All you got to do is pop it up before the end zone, <laughs> or." Uh, you do a squib kick because you got to teach the kids situational football early in their life. <laughs> Never too soon. Uh, and that's going to take off at least five or six seconds. Uh, then Patrick Mahomes, you know, you'll have time. Which takes you to seven seconds, you seven, take, eight take seconds. Seven, eight seconds. You got one play. I'll listen on the radio. It should be fine. And By the way, that is terrible strategy overall, Greg. I texted Why? you as well. Greggy, this game's not over. A game like this, do you really want to be in the car? You're, you're testing how, fate. How much time are you really saving ultimately when one of the greatest games of all time has 13 seconds to go and the greatest quarterback in football is heading on the field? And Greg, we had already told you you can take as you you have a window of time to get here. We're it's fine. Fair. You know? I was still the last one to get here. I didn't want to hold you guys up. I was trying to be considerate. And you know, you put the game pass on in the car. You you could watch it. You listen there. You know, maybe it's not. I mean, the, listen. It's not the, the more you explain thing. it, the less it makes sense. Yeah, actually. it's not. It's not the safest thing in the world. But that that's just what I assume. But it was stupid because 13 seconds is officially too much time to leave Mahomes. But it it was a a mistake that the Bills made that I'm sure they'll answer and and we'll look for that. But. How do you not do that? He, they, I get, they must have talked about it. I hope it wasn't just like go out there and kick it through the end zone. Tony Romo mentions it right before the play. They Vance does too. They don't, they don't harm, harp on it because the game gets crazy from there. And, yes, you should make uh, the stops defensively at this point, but you know the Chiefs have all those timeouts. And when you think, like, well, that's, that's not much time. Uh, Tyreek Hill just took it 64 yards on you on the last play that the Chiefs had. I wasn't trusting any defense in that spot. And so that was just one – mental mistake from a coaching staff that otherwise, you know, I, I think had a good day and is a good coaching staff. I love the point because if you're the Bills at that stage or the Chiefs, you realize that both defenses have been like abduct, abduct, abducted by the Hale-Bopp Comet. They don't exist. I don't care about Buffalo's number one ranked unit. That means literally nothing at this point. Uh, the game is clearly not over, and if you give them that chance, Mahomes and what was happening at that point, they're going to get the ch they're going to get into field goal range. It's far too risky. You could have ended the game there. And it is ultimately, yes, Bass kicks it through the back of the end zone. They shouldn't have done that. Well, that was a strategic error. But they're still set up, obviously. They, right. The, the I Chiefs, still, even then, if I if you had told me they were doing a touchback, I still would have thought it would be yeah, safe because to leave. It's but. still, it's either two plays and a, and a long-ass field goal attempt or what, uh, two plays and one of them's a Hail Mary or a hook and ladder uh, a trick play of some kind, and it's probably over unless you give up the 19-yard reception to Hill, and that's okay. You kept, the, you kept it in front of you. He stayed in bounds, all that. That's okay. But the one that's going to stick with them and stick to their ribs even more than the kickoff, I think, is they let Kelsey – come off unchecked, unmolested, straight down the seam, turns and he's wide open, and he rumbles 25 yards. 
and it was as easy as possible. There was a, there was no resistance. There's two people who can't beat you there, Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and you let one of them beat you, and and you know Butker makes the kick, and then the coin toss is lost, and the rest is history. And I thought the say. defense, you know, for much of the game before this thing got completely out of hand, and what 25 points were scored in the final two minutes of, of regulation. I thought the Bills' defense came into this game focusing on trying to stop Kelsey. I, I, and I know it got out of hand, but that's what they tried to do early. And by the end, I mean, the, the bow had totally broken. Well, it, it was 26 to 21 at the two-minute warning. <laughs> and and right. Josh Allen was facing a fourth and 13. Is that the play? I mean, that it is ridiculous to think that that was the score – at the two-minute warning, and the final score was 42 to 36. Just to close close the book on the the lack of a squib kick, or he could have popped it up. I think that would have been the move. I mean, they practice this stuff in every single day. He said, and he was asked about it three times, that it was a fail, that it was an execute, it was an execution problem, and he takes responsibility, which which is kind of a a non-answer. But but to move it back to that two point conversion that's where it really goes crazy I mean that two-minute warning it was fourth and 13 and that's part of what I think has to hurt for Bills fans right now is that Josh Allen was on another planet so was Patrick Mahomes those two guys I think were taking playing quarterback to about as high a level as you possibly could but Josh Allen in these two games was as good as I've ever seen any quarterback period and they lost the game like the, the plays he was making down the stretch and Gabe Davis to, you know, make a move to put his cornerback in the dirt to shake him on that fourth and 13 for the touchdown. It's just it's crazy to play that well and lose. Well, and so before the fourth and 13, the touchdown to Gabe Davis, he also converts the fourth and four. I, J- Josh Allen, he, he also completes the two point conversion to Stefan Diggs. And if you came into this game and so if you had one factoid like when we're doing these preview shows, and someone said Stefan Diggs would have seven yards receiving in this game. You would think the Bills are likely in serious hot water, potentially doomed. Instead, you got Gabe, da- Gabe Davis becoming the first player in NFL history to catch four touchdown passes in a playoff game, 200-plus yards. He was out of his mind in this affair. Let's hear him at home because, yeah, I think this will be when this is replayed forever on NFL Network and anywhere else, it will be remembered as the Mahomes – Josh Allen duel at the end. Uh, let's hear uh, Mahomes talking about this great shootout between two future Hall of Famers. I'm going there. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was a heck of a game. I mean, 17. Josh played it, played his ass off. Pardon my language. I mean, it was it was a great game between two great football teams. And at the end of the day, guys like Tyreek and Travis made the plays that uh, that won, a, won us the game. And I thought that the shot of Josh Allen. And I feel everybody. You're, I don't even know if you're listening. This might. This is one of those games where Bills fans. You need a couple days. Maybe you listen to the show. Maybe you don't. I get it. Uh, where you know your quarterback did something insanely special, and when he's sitting on the bench, staring straight ahead, I think it's just shock because they went ahead. Of course, uh, they go ahead twenty nine twenty six. Uh, on a on a drive that ends at let's see where we're at. Pardon me. They go at, with 154 to go. They get the two point conversion. At that point, you think maybe that's the hero moment. And that was the Allen drive. That was where he is running 
basically every right. yard on that drive was from him, whether it was scrambles, whether it was fourth down escapes. And they're trying to run the clock out. They're tr- they used seven minutes. Obviously, it didn't work out. But they quickly give up the touchdown. And then to go back down the field again, six plays, 75 yards and 49 seconds, everyone in the building uh, sensed that, oh, my God, they actually have slayed the dragon. And I talk, we talked about it on the um, network show in a, in a day, uh, a bunch of wrong predictions I had this uh, for these games. I went 0-4 with my picks. And that's fine. <laughs> I have no problem with that, actually. Um, that there's going to be a team that has, like, a heartbreaking loss this weekend that they'll, they'll grow from, and it will be something to look back on as, like, the pivotal moment in their growth. And I thought it would be the Bengals. But I hope it's the Bills. I hope the Bills eventually get over the hump because I felt so badly for not just the team and the coaching staff, but the fans that have to be just dying right now. Well, you hope you hope it's a like a, a Michael Jordan Bulls versus Detroit Pistons scenario where right. there have been a couple tough playoff losses, and this you know also sparks them to come back because they're or well the built. Chiefs against the Patriots or the Chiefs and Patriots. I mean, yeah. th- these are the growing pains and the, and the thresholds you have to go through. But um, I mean, I'm with you. The Josh Allen look was a thousand yard stare because you're asking someone who's thrown nine touchdown passes in two playoff games to get on a plane and go home now. <laughs> right, right, and also, if you're a Bills fan, you kind of think like, "Well, last year was that loss for us. Like, this was our win. We were ahead with 13 seconds to go in Kansas City. I, I've kind of, I thought going into this game, the winner of this game is going to win the Super Bowl. I still feel that way, Same. and I, I definitely was feeling that way with the Bills ahead with 13 seconds left. And and there's just no guarantee. We say this every year around this time that it's like it. It sounds good that you're building something and we'll be back, but. I don't have to tell the Browns fan in the in the room like it doesn't necessarily work out that way. The the reason I, why I think it hurts is because I think Josh Allen was just playing the position at such an outrageous level that he was not going to allow his team to lose in these next few weeks, no matter what. And, and maybe maybe he'll be like that again, and maybe the defense will be at, even better coached in the future, and and they'll get their time. But but there's no guarantee. The problem is he went against the quarterback. That's basically at that level, too. And I thought it, it was interesting. In the first half, I know it was only 7-7 with two minutes to go in the first half, but I, I thought that first half showed how much these two quarterbacks have evolved and gotten better because I felt like the way defenses went at them all season, the whole story we talked about with the two high safety looks and, like, the ups and the downs of the Bills, like, that all led to this moment where – the Chiefs' offense and the Bills' offense really solved those problems. The quarterback solved those problems on a Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady type of level where it was like, you can play us any type of way. Maybe you'll slow the game down, but you're not going to stop us because they weren't really getting stopped in the first half or the second half. The only times they got stopped is when they like ran the ball a couple times in short yardage. It's just like they, they showed the evolution of – quarterbacks and and like how you can do it within a season even and and you still lose I don't know I'm just ranting well God damn I mean it was <laughs> uh Mahomes said after the game I will rem- will remember this for the rest of my life I that's why just to bring it full circle when again to me the best game in ATN history we'll look back and it'll be these two quarterbacks young at the height of their powers, just going back and forth. I'm a little annoyed about the coin toss situation. I know we don't need to talk about that because we it's kind of a, a little. It's at a least basic, whatever, whatever our thoughts are. It's a bit are. basic. Uh, just like basic, like Bill Cower on CBS before the game kicked off said, the last team that has the ball is going to win this game. And he's like, 
God damn it, Bill Cower was he's, right. Wait, That's he's annoying. Correct. He's correct. Wait, he nailed he also, it. I watched the first CBS halftime of the year for my, me yeah. today, and at one point, out of nowhere, he just went on a <gasps> on a thing thanking Tom Brady for what Tom Brady's done in the league and ended it by saying, I love you, Tom. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what is that? Ricky, if you could find <laughs> you, that, can you play that? It's- Coach, you love the 49ers, don't you? I love the 49ers, but I'll tell you what, I love the opportunity to watch Tom Brady and what he's done. If he does have mm. stepped down, we've been blessed to watch one of the greatest of all time, oh, ambassador of the football game, National Football League. This guy represents everything that's right about it. You're right. Love you, Tom. Um, I love you, Tom. Well, you think he's watching? What is going I, on? So, I, I don't know. I, the, the coin toss, that's the only thing Josh Allen did wrong. He called the wrong side of the coin. Which Wait, is not it, meant to be a skill set. It's not why it's you It's the only thing that, yeah. Has, why, uh, they got to bring in Geno next year. They sure. got to get Geno on sure. the roster. I think he's going to be available after that <laughs> DUI, Greg. Uh, notice how the DUI for Geno just, Greg was like, I'll make sure not to mention that. It'll just slip under well, the Well, it doesn't work with Greg's morality clause we've, with a lot of these we've players. Been so. a, we've been in the playoffs. It was just a side story. Um, anyway, unbelievable game. Two tremendous talents. The Bills, and if you're a Bills fan listening, uh, Day Why after are the you? game, I, no, I I tip my cap. That is that's some real fandom stuff, and hopefully uh, the people of Western New York recover from this one because that is an that's a stomach punch loss. That's it's it's pretty high up there. Like again, we've been doing this long enough where I'm thinking ATN era. I, still, to me, the worst stomach punch. Well, let's say twenty-eight <laughs> three. So the Falcons lost, obviously. Um, Malcolm Butler, Seahawks, obviously. Uh, but to me, one that's right there is the Packers' loss the to Packers, the Seahawks. Yeah, that's up there. I think the Packers are the worst because they truly blew it in in impossible ways. Right. Butler would have been my pick as the best game of the of the era because those were the two best teams in the NFL, a team going for a repeat. This was too, though, by the way. True, but it was a divisional round. I, I agree, but it was a divisional round game, so that's the Super Bowl. Two of the best teams, one going for a repeat, uh, one trying to win you know, a dynasty of first in 10 years. We don't need and to harken ten back point to back. the Patriots. I'm just saying I'm going Glory days going again. That. But this, it will be interesting to look back if the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl here. I mean, this is historic stuff from Mahomes to try to get back to his third straight Super Bowl to get to his second trophy, and it's sort of, for Chiefs fans, just desserts after losing that coin flip against Brady. When it was, it was three weeks ago we were still asking, do we trust this Kansas City offense at this point? Uh, Can they get out of this season-long funk? That feels like fool's conversation at this point. I like the Mina Kimes solution. She basically said, blow up the rest of the postseason. Have these two teams just play best out of mm. three? Just give us what we really need. That seems How do you follow this up? unfair. Would, would you? Well, uh, I mean, I get, it, I get it. I don't think it's that's her. Deeply act. flawed. I don't think she's actually asking for. <laughs> I mean, what? What would hyperbole. you do to overtime though? I, I, I don't have an improvement. <laughs> on how overtime. about play? How about with in playoffs though? Like the, it, it's touchdown for touchdown until someone stops. But then the second team has such an advantage. There's like no perfect way. If you, if you know that you don't need the touch that's giving an advantage to losing the coin toss we it, it feels a, less unjust than what we witnessed here though i don't these i don't think so they I think tried football the modified overtime rules like younger listeners might not realize that like eight years ago it was just first score wins and right. that felt brutally unfair on the coin toss but what what really stinks about with these games these classic games and i was at one obviously it's not even the same ballpark but the last time the chiefs had a great overtime game where a lot of people were watching i was in the stadium at sofi against the chargers and it was the same thing where these two teams are going back and forth these two great quarterbacks the chiefs win that coin flip 
and they go down the field because the other defense, in addition to they can't figure out this all-time quarterback on a heater, they're gassed. And that's what happened again here, just like in the Super Bowl uh, 28-3 with the Falcons and the Patriots. And the Chiefs-Patriots AFC Championship. Although I wasn't quite as confident there because the Patriots' offense wasn't going as well. The the difference of, like, this game and that Chiefs-Rams game was – like there was no turnovers in this game. There was no defense. There were no. There were. There were. Like, the Chiefs didn't have a penalty until like, midway. There, there were almost quarter. no penalties. There were almost no sack. There was like four sacks. There was no turnovers. The, the few stops that they had, and I, I guess, and I know we should move on, but you know, McDermott did pass up that fourth down, that fourth and one. Like there were a couple moments where, like, oh, they had the game won. That no. I know, but that that <laughs> drive, that drive where basically Allen you know, handed it off two straight times and then they punted and the drives were just so few in this game. You know, they just were holding the ball that that maybe like I think they just had to be aggressive the whole time if you're the Buffalo. They, they got a little bit they got a little safe for a stretch in the second half there. And I mean it was like Roma was harping on that. I think it was legit. I, I if I'm a Bills fan though, th- the landscape is changing potentially because Brian Dayball, who has been in a mind meld with Josh Allen for years and, and called an incredible game, obviously, today, could be gone. Leslie Frazier could be gone. I'm not sure who's looking to hire him after today's defensive performance. But, I mean, the, the, that that is uh, – this. it's been so consistent there. You're losing two of your admirals. There's a, win- there's a, there's a window, and you have to – when that window's open, you got to find a way. But you can't really blame him, like I was saying. The, the, the four big games, the Mount Rushmore of crushing losses since we've been doing this podcast. Packers meltdown, Falcons meltdown, Seahawks play call apocalypse. This Bills, there was no meltdown. It was just a That's horrendously true. difficult loss where you greatness defeated greatness. But, Dan, there was also Browns-Jets week three. I thought that, that was on the, the mountain if we want to add a fifth face. Which or, one was that? That was the one where Sam Darnold was outdueled by Baker Mayfield. Is that not Doesn't on that the, feel small I, now? Greg, Greg doesn't seem moved by that, <laughs> that suggestion. But. Um. How about this? One last statement game before we move on. Tony Romo. Statement game by Romo. He's heard the criticism. He's not immune to checking Twitter and the mentions. He knows people are saying he's not as good as he was a couple of years ago. He was. That was a master class. Hmm. And I know from some behind-the-scenes info that um, – his son was uh, in the booth for part for in the booth for part of the game with him, so maybe that inspired him. But uh, he is like I, I. We have we have feed that you can hear what's happening during the commercial breaks, and it changed what I thought about Tony Romo the person. I really I really admire. Because he's so nice. You can, well, I, Greg, Greg, that doesn't register with Greg being nice. But he was genuinely. That's being, not my point. He was I'm being saying, incredibly say kind. Say. He was being incredible. Like the, the way he got along with Nance, it was genuine. He really likes remember, Nance. Don't you remember when? Tony Romo, uh, when my wife was living in Dallas, I he, don't recall. He came this. to her condo where my wife was living with other single women in Dallas. Okay, and, sounds uh, good. Rang the doorbell and asked for band aids. I've never questioned whether he's nice. I mean, no, I think the, I think the quality of being nice doesn't seem to take the, the scale. My for point was, if you're gonna go as far as well, I've gotten certain information about what's happening. It, it was a way because I don't say, I don't think that I don't think I'm supposed to right. give information. But if you're giving of, positive information, no one's gonna mind. But right, well, saying, what you're saying, Mark, is Greg doesn't being nice and stuff is not something that's important to Greg. It's in the yeah. media landscape. Greg would be more like, I'm gonna <laughs> cut off your head and then maybe bury your head in the dirt. Please, maybe I'd bury your head and leave your body on top of the ground and freezing weather i think you're a nice guy greg but not in the way that some other people deem like a person being nice 
Just you are. You have nice qualities, though. I've seen. You're a nice you. person you're to really. me. Greg, in fact, gave me a book to read on Friday, which touched that's, my. That's, that's an my, example. It's a Greg very brought nice. Me sake today. He's a very. Too. He does okay. very nice well, things for people. Yeah. I'm, I'm who you want in your corner? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, see, listen. It's there's different levels of it. Um. All right. Let's uh, move on. I, I feel like we could have done the whole podcast. I know. Thing. I I kind of want to. Yeah. But let's, we can't. We need to like, move on. Let's it, go through the Devin Singletary uh, <laughs> contribution. At least we've saved the best for last to keep people around. Honey Badger being out, by the way, that was a big part of that game. Yeah. The middle of that defense for Casey was hurting there. All right, let's uh, move on, though. we got to move on. AFC, let's, uh, let's, fig- let's finish out the AFC. We have the Kansas City Chiefs uh, hosting the AFC Championship game. This is the, the, the first franchise in NFL history to host four consecutive conference championship games. Who are they playing? Well, let's talk about it after this break. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. McPherson ready from 52 yards away. Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. It's on its way. It is good. (laughs) Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. 54 and 52 at the gun. Oh, McFearless. Then again, Dan Horde and Dave Lapham. Lapham being the fan in the booth. Love it. WCKY with the call. Rookie Evan McPherson kicked a 52-yard field goal as time expired. It lifted the four-seed Bengals past the number one seed Titans. Ah, oh, Titans fans. How come it's so quiet in the mentions after this game? You're just 19. No, you know what? Are they listening to this? Not a single, not a single mes- me- mention in the mentions about hey, maybe we were wrong. Well, you've won. You've won that that uh, duel with that group of people. 19. Danny's taking his own graves and he's throwing <laughs> at you, Titans fans. <laughs> On Saturday, uh, just the Bengals uh, snapped a 31-year, of course, winless. Uh, streak in the playoffs. Now they snapped the NFL's longest active road playoff skid, and they do it with a performance that wasn't 
let's say this, Greg. It wasn't like uh, as electrifying as we've seen Joe Burrow and the Bengals in recent weeks, but this was a tough, hard-nosed win where they basically were able to beat the Titans at their own game. They won despite nine sacks and losing both lines of scrimmage, really. I mean, they. I think they did a good enough job against the Titans' uh, running game. But when they picked off those three Tannehill passes, which, which really felt like the difference, it, it wasn't because of pressure. It was because of their coverage. Uh, it, it was because of Jesse Bates, like, just – Fooling Tannehill, is Tannehill forcing a pass at the end? And more importantly, it, on offense, it was Joe Burrow overcoming the pressure. Like, they just, like, thinking about two plays in that game, but but starting with one is that Joe Burrow passed to Chase to set up the game-winning field goal. Money. That was, you know, against, like, this cover two look that the Titans had been throwing in. They're, they're more of like a man team, but they'd thrown it in pretty effectively throughout the course of the game, and they said – you know, they've seen that, and they adjust, They knew it was possibly coming, and Burrow knew in his head what he was going to do. They adjusted their game plan. Chase, to me, is, is a, so mature as, as a route runner. They're both seeing the field with the same eyes. They have the perfect call-in, and they, like, execute it. And that was the opposite of, of, of what Tannehill and the Titans offense did in the crucial moments. And sometimes it does to come down to quarterbacks. Like the Bengals quarterback is way better. Yeah, and Burrow, you know, credited Zach Taylor for calling that play and said that they had seen the coverage on the tablet on the sideline. They knew what they knew what the Titans would do there. I mean, Burrow executed and like we're in a season where a lot of high octane rookie quarterbacks came into the league and look completely beguiled from from wire to wire. I mean, maybe a couple good moments. Second-year quarterbacks, too. And Burrow to take nine takedowns in this game and to show the composure he did and to simply be completely unflappable. The AFC North has changed for the next 15 years. The AFC mm. has changed. I throw him right into the pile with Mahomes and Josh Allen. The Bengals, I'm who have been... There yet. Whoa, whoa, well, whoa, I'm just, I'm just saying he's getting into whoa. that mix for me, and I don't need to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I honestly whoa, whoa, whoa. think we're looking at that kind of player. I mean, Maybe we he's got to knock yeah, on the door I, I, first. I, I, no, I oh. think you're probably right. Just to me, they're just a couple years ahead. That's fine. In, in their development. That's but I, fine. But, I, I mean, to me, it was like they took the, their defense to your Knock point, on the Greg. door before you walk in there. I kicked Marky. the door open. I told you eight weeks ago that the Bengals were going to kick someone's butt. And they're finally <laughs> you doing do it, that. baby. You can't do that. I can do whatever I want to do, first I mean, of all. No, you, you you got on the Bengals bandwagon. Then you jumped off. I didn't jump off. When you jump back on, you can't then act I didn't like jump you're there off. the whole I didn't time. jump off. I was, my take looked bad because they lost a couple. <laughs> you kind of jumped off. They kind, no, that's your take. They, they, they kind of got. They kind of fell into the biorhythms of up and downs. Did tape. you pick them to beat the Chiefs when they were playing the Chiefs? I don't think so. You know, you two are unbelievably <laughs> un annoying to hang out with most of the time. Burrow in this game, though, 242 yards after the catch. A lot of it was not downfield throws like we've seen in other games where it was deep shots. It was his receivers making a lot of action happen after they caught short passes. I mean, he had three passes of 15-plus air yards and none over 20 in the if, entire game. If you're a Titans fan, you're you're so disappointed, obviously, because this is now the third time they've been the number one seed and got knocked out. And also, uh, you know, I was having some fun a few minutes ago, but, you know, they were very – they had their chests out, the fan base. They thought, we're going to show you what you don't – you don't think we're a true number one. We're going to show you something. And part of the reason they had confidence, the part – I wish Gravedigger was here because I'd love to hear his thoughts on this, but we'll get it eventually – um, 
Ryan Tannehill was a guy to trust. He was a guy to trust in these situations. We talked about it on our TV show on Friday, on Saturday. It was like, listen, we all know Joe Burrow is a rising superstar in the league. Tannehill might not have that ceiling, but he is a damn good quarterback. And then he goes out and throws an interception on the first pass of the game. He throws an interception uh, a couple quarters later after that and then throws the interception that sets up the game-winning field goal. He came up small. There are a few small performances from veteran players. Uh, we're going to get to the Packers in a little bit. Um, but Tannehill, it can't, there's no other way to go around it. He, he kind of let him down here. He also had a A.J. Brown open on a deep shot that would have been a game changer in this, and he missed him on that. He was just off, and I think that the Bengals did a good job. You know, Lou Anaramo, who we are, uh, you know, you, Captain Lou. We've, you know, we we used to kick his butt around on the show a year ago. He's now interviewing <laughs> for the Giants job because I think he he put the Titans. It's funny how quickly in, things change. It, they do change yeah. because the whole Bengals change. But on top of it, we were wondering what version of Derrick Henry do you get, and we just didn't get. I, he, he ran well, I thought, early on, but he just wasn't able to take over the game. There was one moment in this game that I thought was awful. It was a third and inches play where they had Tannehill in shotgun, and he takes the snap, and he winds up running the ball. Just Why not just QB sneak it there? Tannehill's good at that. I mean, like, they, you're, you're asking him, and that, then, then on fourth down, they give it to Henry, and he's stuffed. Drive over. Right. They, they weren't helped by Henry returning. Now, I don't, I don't know if Dante Foreman – Helps them win the game, but like I don't know that he wouldn't have. It, I mean, his his he ran great on that. Like, his forty-five yard yeah. run that he had, and he had another, um, were two of the best runs of the game. I mean, the forty-five yard run was the best run of the game, and then he had another. I, I'm failing to remember how how long it went for, but he ended up four for sixty-six. But they they were loyal to Henry. Henry gets stuffed on the two-point conversion, which which looking back was such a crucial play. It was a great play. Uh, by Clay Johnston, but this was an offensive line that was used to leaning on teams and leaning on them throughout the course of a game, and it just didn't happen for them this game. Tannehill actually hit, like, a lot of big plays. I mean, Brown goes 5 for 142. You know, he hit him downfield uh, a couple times. They had the big plays, but that that interception he had, and just to put, you know, the time on it, you have to get to overtime there. It is insane that the Titans had the ball left with 28 seconds left on a third and five on their own 40, and they lost in regulation. On that play, he forces it into Westbrook Aquina. You know, you can do the thing where you kind of pause it and you see that there's actually a tight end coming open in the flat, and you lose the game throwing it to Westbrook Aquina. Julio's not on the field. Julio had a nice game. That's weird. They don't throw to A.J. Brown. But the thing that gets me with that play where you talk about veterans and where, like, Joe Burrow was not making that mistake, there's no pressure. So, like, he made a bad decision with no pressure, throwing it into a crowded area to a bad receiver with no pressure. Like, that, that's like a mental thing. That's a short-circuiting. We got to talk Evan McPherson. He converted his 11th field goal from 50 yards or longer the most in a season for one player. He also became the first kicker in NFL history with at least four or more field goals in multiple games in a single postseason. He's played two, both games. He's four for four. Here's what Joe Burrow had to say about the last kick. So he was talking to Brandon as he was going out to kick. He gave a little warm-up swing, and he said, ah, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship right before he went out there to kick it. And when you have a kicker, I mean, we knew exactly what we had as soon as he walked into the building and camp and we just saw how he carried himself. Ooh, let's let's go behind the velvet robes for a second here. Evan McPherson, 
He's moved all the way up now to number one. The kicker power oh, rankings wow. in the playoffs. Justin Tucker's still in his own world. And I wonder if he changes the way teams start looking at the kicker in the draft. Taken in the so. fifth round. It's you're not Roberto Aguayo, I think, scared off a lot of teams. That second round pick of the Bucks, that was a horrific misfire. And you've seen it every couple of years, somebody really reaches. But teams that have avoided it completely take a look at the draft classes because look how much a great kicker can change a team. Gostkowski was a fourth round pick and he had a, got a lot of grief at the time. They were He's getting, in the back right now popping they're bottles. getting rid of Vinatieri and I always thought like people, oh like, hey, it was like I can't believe you waste a draft pick on a kicker. Oh like what, your fourth and fifth round picks are changing your franchise ever? Or right. It's like, give me That's a break. That's the ego of GMs. They if, always think the safety they take in the sixth round is actually a if, big time if player. If you believe in him and you're right, obviously with McPherson but if you believe in him, even in your only halfway right, like that's a perfectly uh, acceptable pick. Well, there's you probably, should take kickers. There's 25 scenarios a season where a better kicker is going to give you a chance to win. I mean, look at Justin Hucker, Tucker for the Ravens, obviously. But you've added Burrow and McPherson over the course of two mm. seasons. It completely changes the Bengals. <laughs> to how totally many good even teams are there? How, Burrow and McPherson, the well, two no, pillars. No, but you know what? But honestly, like, how, how many teams with good quarterbacks are riding shaky streets because the kicker you can't trust? I mean, You're going to be on your third and fourth kicker by December. Big Bone Randy on their roster, which I think they did at they some did, point. They did, yeah. Uh, they're not playing for the AFC Championship on Sunday. It's simple as that. I mean, he's that important. Did you guys see the clip that was circulating today that was on TikTok, but it made it to Twitter too? There's a video of McPherson kicking it, and there's a Gatorade bottle taped that. to the pylon, and he kicks the ball like a field goal range, and the ball hits the cap and Spins unscrews the Gatorade cap, and it's like crazy. Cincinnati's got swag That's coming absurd. out of their ears between McFearless, Chase doing the gritty, and Burrow, like who's just like on another level with the way he dresses and the way he plays and carries I hope people himself. weren't driving last night in Cincinnati because <laughs> I, I, my sense is that town likes to imbibe it's, alcohol. It's crazy, though, because like you watch this game. Did you guys get the feeling that like the Bengals were better? You know, I mean, yes. it was just even. It was a field goal game. They were dominated. Their offensive line was dominated in such a manner in a winning performance unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, Burrow has to take some of those sacks as his own responsibility. A couple times he was protected and he held the ball too long and he's trying to make a play. I would say at least three of those times. Once knocked him out of field goal range. It, was, it wasn't a perfect game from Burrow. In fact, before that field goal, uh, they had gone three and out, interception, punt, punt. Uh, in the drives before that field goal. But the the reason is because all day he was in third third and 18 they they had they faced at one point. Third and 14, third and 16, third and 18. Like their offensive line was absolutely manhandled. Jeffrey Simmons had as good a performance as anyone not named Aaron Donald has had at defensive tackle. Oh, and, he was unbelievable like, in like, this game. St they still won the game. I don't know. There's part of me that feels very like like that was problem. That was a problem. You I'm know worried what? about that. But that is, and the Packers were the same way. The, the Titans, they, I thought they were a little bit tight in this game. I thought, you know, you saw Not it. the defense. I mean, the, the, defense, the defense held Joe Burrow to 19 points. You know exactly. What I mean? But just that idea of, like, being at home, having the opportunity to take care of business and just not quite being there, not executing the way you were uh, when there was less pressure on you at the end of the season when you had that winning streak. I don't know. It was just – it's very frustrating, I imagine, for Titans but fans I, it, as well. For the Bengals, like, you know, we'll look forward all week, but it's two weeks in a row where you can look at a series of drives, and it's the protections, 
first of all, like coaching staff, maybe can we figure out how to stop some of the bleeding with the Joe Burrow punishment midway through this game? There was no answer for that. But Raiders game, this game, they're not finishing certain drives. That's not going to work against Kansas City. Right. Well, I also think their weaknesses have matched up really poorly. Their interior line is where they're just terrible. I, and, well, Chris and Jones that, isn't going to be And now you have Chris treat. Jones right. and Jaron Reed coming. Uh, but but the thing Burrow did that, like, Tannehill didn't at all and no one on the Titans offense did was, like, he made plays that weren't there. There's a play I can think of where they – Knew he was going to roll out. Like, they didn't bite on the play fake. He has a defender right in his face, and they have two defenders on Jamar Chase. I think it was a third down. Maybe it wasn't. That play is defended perfectly. Like, the coach had the exact play. In Everyone's in place. It's three on two. Burrow makes the miss, and then he gets it to Chase, who makes two guys miss, and they pick up a first down. And that's kind of just like our players are better than your players. I don't care about he your is, He is mentally tough. It makes me think of Ricky Hollywood. There's mm. a parallel with the way the two of them operate in their in professions. I agree. Here, here's the good news, by the way, the, the, how we kind of got into this game. You said Joe Burrow's there with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are right there. We get to find out. That's going to be a made because Josh Allen did literally everything he could do, and it still wasn't enough to knock off the Chiefs. Joe Burrow is going to have to deliver on a similar scale. And he did it. He just did it. it. He did it in Arrowhead, which I – I don't know if that helps or hurts either team in, in particular, but they know they can come from behind. But uh, the, the desert's not buying it. I mean, the, the Chiefs the Chiefs went into this game barely favored over the Bills. Uh, the, the Chiefs are favored by a touchdown next week. Well, I mean, the desert has adored Kansas City all season, so I, I, I'm not overly concerned with that. All right. Uh, let us, before we uh, move on to the NFC side of action – we do have the Bill Cower uh, comments on Tom Brady. Would you like to hear them? Please. Please. Yeah, why not? Okay, go ahead, Ricky. Coach, you love the 49ers, don't you? I love the 49ers, but I'll tell you what, I love the opportunity to watch Tom Brady and what he's done. If he does have mm-hmm. stepped down, we've been blessed to watch one of the greatest of all time. No doubt. Ambassador of the football National Football League. This guy represents everything that's right about it. You're right. Love you, Tom. <laughs> I knew I didn't lose oh, yeah. that. Love you, bro. That's not going to work with Dan, I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, the funny thing, too, is James Brown asked him about the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, he answered the question he wanted to answer his own way. I Wait, guess. Before, Love you, Tom. before we move on, you guys were all with Lakeisha. Um, yeah. I didn't make it over, but how cool was that when they hit that? kick i mean i think some one of you took it was videos nice. of it, it was really like nice. she was on top of the world and that must have been it, so nice it was really nice oh, to all, all be together at all uh these days but watching a football game like we did it outdoors uh link is there he slept through the first half came out for the second half walker was there you know G- connie and gonzo were, were all there it, it was beautiful and i don't know like we're along for this ride. She's already thinking, like, what if there's a Bengals-Rams Super Bowl? Who do I root for? Yeah. <laughs> will be confusing. Well, and it's so funny because, like, you, you, I was driving home after the game from Lakeisha's, and it was like, imagine, like, having this conversation. Where would Wes be at right now on right. this Bengals situation? Now, it's kind of co- it's taken on a life on, of its own on, on Twitter and amongst, like, the listeners and there's a general vibe, like Bengals are the team of ATL. This is for Wes and all this stuff. We don't know, like, where Wes would actually come down on Cincinnati at this point in time, but there is still, like, this, like, kind of spiritual bond that it just connects. It's just – it's been very and, nice. And his brothers. I mean, we like, yeah. we've been texting with – now, I mean, Wes is – was the most stubborn friend I've ever had. So I am not just assuming 
that he would have flowered open and become this giant Bengals fan this season. Yet there are elements of the Bengals that Wes would have loved about the football. What does he do when that when that field goal goes through the uprights, the 52-yarder? I think it would have. We're in the backyard. He's with us. I think it would have melted. His heart by then would have melted to some degree on the Bengals front. But would it's, Link be in a Bengals shirt? No way. Oh, see that's no way. I, I don't know. No it's way. Funny. We don't we, know. We were talking about this in in the moments after too. Yeah, I I kind of don't think he would fully embrace it all. But you know, Wes, like there were times where he'd say one thing, and I think he would still like be appreciate. First of all, he'd appreciate the bro of of it all. He'd appreciate that his brothers are having some fun, and even if he wouldn't want to like admit it, I think he would just enjoy that. It's like interesting like ooh, this is a fun new life experience i'm having um and and it makes it bittersweet to say the least uh definitely bitter but it was it was beautiful to be out there like friends like i that was one thing i was thinking was like he'd he'd appreciate that we are all getting together and that we're all together as a family with his family right yep and he'd appreciate how much it means to lakeisha because it does for her it ties to him and that is and lakeisha's uh, mom sitting you know, in the back with a notebook full of notes. She walked up to me and she was like, what happened on that last drive on oh the third and eight? She's charting every play. And I showed her like NFL Jesus, like, if you'd like, this can help you too. But I love that you're oh, doing yes. this I love by hand. You are the, a savant. From the first snap, she was she had her notebook out. She's taking notes. Uh, I, I, she's the best. She, she is the best. I'd love to. We've kind of had her on the podcast. But at one point, I kind of, I kind of rolled up next to her and I saw her notebook and I said, what you got in there? She was like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She's not afraid to kind of just go quiet. But then as we were leaving, she gathered us all together and said some really nice words about how important it was to be together and how much it means with Wes and everything. It's just like, all right, that's a special woman. All right. I'm so pissed at Jet. Why is that? Because we were were supposed to be there for a little bit. We did have a prior engagement, but if we go there first... It, the Bengals weren't supposed to get this far. I mean, what do you mean? The, I've had a I've had a brunch plan for a long time for someone's birthday. <laughs> right during it, a playoff game. Yeah, Ricky's still okay. technically yeah. in her twenties, so brunches matter on right. a, a level that we can't. It was understand. someone's birthday, and I I had said yes, but Jet was supposed to be done school, and we were going to go to Keisha's first, and then you know she just took way too long, and you I, know we're doing the pod right now, right? But I'm mad that I'm not there, and <laughs> I she hear you. she was like, I know how much this meant to you, and I was like, clearly you really hustled. What Thanks. Very, she has zero rebuttal. All right, we have yeah. Je- all right, let's welcome in Jet to yeah. share her thoughts on how this played out. Erica was hammered Eric- at 6 in the morning. I do like that Mark pointed out. Like, during a playoff game, he's... Well, no, because, that. like, I'm sorry, but this is our core... Yeah, I, mean, I know you were probably tracking it Me- heavily on your phone. Or, I do or, like, I you know. Yeah, we do, we're hearing from the Wesleyan brothers, uh, <laughs> Nick saying that uh, Tim sounded like he was having a fake orgasm at one point, which I thought was... Uh, uh, an interesting response. And I just want to give that. Dan credit. Um, <laughs> 16 to 6 Titans. Not to go back to the game, but yeah. one quick. 16 to 6 Titans. They just, I think Foreman had just hit that play. They're in shotgun. And and as they're getting ready for the stab, Dan goes, don't throw it. Don't throw it. Do not throw this ball. And three seconds later, Tannehill threw that interception where uh, on the they, screen. Pass. Well, there, there was another was, moment was where great, Dan. That was a great job. Dan uh, raised incredible alarm um, at this garden party because Joe Burrow <laughs> got hit. And it looked like for a minute he was slightly uncomfortable in the knee area. And Dan sounded like he had been taken out um, in the stomach by a bow and arrow. But instead, uh, you know, Listen, nothing, Joe Burrow you know, is one of the most exciting aspects of this NFL season he's coming off a catastrophic knee injury and he got hit low and then grabbed at his leg and I and I went I'll move my mic here I'm like oh no his knee 
And then Greg was legitimately upset. He was like, right. hey, calm down about that. I hey, was, easy. Take it easy. And, and then Tannehill, There's nothing wrong with this then thing. Tannehill, He's fine. Tannehill did actually look like he was hurt a little bit later. I was like, Dan, please, you know, fill in, I wasn't fill in the blanks. Why are you even saying that? But I was, I, was just you, I was just trying to uh, coach you up a little bit. Calm down. You're around a bunch of people. Who? Like, you, is Joe Burrow's mom there? Yeah. Like, we're there. Who am I not? Who am I'm I just saying, if you're going to yell out like that, be a little more sure that something bad happened. Greg Rosenthal's to, social need, dynamics you class. Need, you don't need to alarm the masses that Burrow blew out his Greg name. also dropped an F-bomb in front of his child Walker at one point, which I noticed. So, you know, oh. there's a, Greg, you know, not He's everyone is totally pure as driven he snow here. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Dan also well, he did. turned and looked at you, and, and I saw in his eyes he had never heard that come out of your mouth. Dan before, did a great job playing quarterback with with Walker oh, he's, as a wide he's into receiver, it. and I, I appreciate it. Yes, we had a great the time. D- Dan was the dad I I, w- I could never be. <laughs> I was I was like really in the doghouse with Greg about referencing Joe Burrow's knee injury, right. but then That's I played with moment. Walker, yeah. and it was like worked your way Steven. back in. Uh, do we need to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break and then hit the NFC. Let's go find Jet's body. <laughs> oh my God, you wish. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Matt Gay with four seconds on the clock will attempt a 30-yard field goal from what the left week. hash. Hits it and with the right foot. Kick on its way. It is through. It is good. Matt Gay brings it home. There he is, J.B. Long. He deserves it. He's got a lot of pop on the show. With the call, KSPN. Matt Gay. 30 yards out the difference and a 30-27 win for the Rams over the Bucks moves the Rams back to the NFC title game a game that the Rams led 20 to 3 at the half and 27 to 3 in the third quarter before a series of self-inflicted errors opened the door for what could have been one of the great collapses in NFL playoff history. Cam Akers played a major role with two lost fumbles in that, but that was just two of many errors the Rams made. Matt Gay himself fell short on a 47-yard field goal attempt in perfect conditions. 
There was a, a wayward snap, all sorts of things going on. But when it came down to it, Mark, when the walls are falling in and it's, it goes from 27 to 3 to 27 to 27 late in the fourth quarter, Matt Stafford dropped back and made the pass to Cooper Cup that set up the field goal. Cooper Cup, who I, I just consider to be the MVP. I don't really care who they'd name MVP at this point because – he saved the Rams' season. He had the early touchdown that Matthew Stafford later called, uh, you know, his route essentially a love of the game route where he's a decoy trying to tr- pull defensive backs away, but he was left open, scored that one, scored the game winner. This is exactly why you went and got Matthew Stafford. I thought Stafford had to answer that question over and over this season. He did it today in spectacular fashion. And, you know, it's the Rams overcoming – past demons and current demons because you're dealing with Tom Brady who, you know, with, with 10, 15 minutes to go in this game, it looked like this thing was, this was the stinker of the four, four beautiful efforts. And instead, Tom Brady nearly took them to the brink. I mean, it was incredibly watchable. I thought the Rams' defense made life very tough for Tom Brady. And early on in the game, it just looked to me like the Bucks had hit a wall, that there were too many people not on the field for them. Tristan Wirf's absence affected Tom Brady a ton. You're obviously your wide receivers are out. You know, they, they were missing guys. Tom Brady was out of sync, and he really had no one to throw to. And even with Gronk, he seemed out of place with Gronk until later in the game. It was nearly a gem for Tom Brady. I wonder if it's the end of Tom Brady's career. That hangs in the atmosphere at this mm. point for us to find out. But for the Rams... Two weeks in a row, there are parts of them that look totally confirmed as a Super Bowl team. They put, they face the next, um, but an incredible effort on the Spoiler road. Alert. Well, I mean, if they, I guess if you I mean, if you've been living in a cave, that's news. Th- this it's such a misleading final score and box score to me. And yes, the the Rams losing four fumbles is part of the story, and we, and we we should talk about that. But if you wish to, the the defense like. The Rams defense—it's not this this comeback, and it was it was a good comeback, but it was all like it was a lot of like I can't believe Brady did it again. They different. They yeah. were stopped three times in a row in the fourth quarter. In any other situation, that's the ball game. The Rams defense stopped two different times, like forced punts, uh, and also forced a fumble there in the fourth quarter to to take it under five minutes, and yet this still happened. But Cup is the story to me like those two plays to set up the field goal it almost feels like now after what uh what the Chiefs did oh 42 seconds that's nothing but they didn't they didn't have timeouts there which is like such a big difference McVay's penchant for burning totally unnecessary timeouts should have come back to haunt him but it didn't those two plays in a row in cup going nine for 183 and one is just like it, maybe it's not the end of the one of the best receiving seasons of all time, but it, it's the most memorable thing yet. The first play, he puts Murphy Bunting on the ground. He he shakes him so bad that that man went on the ground and in a in a very safe defense where they're playing to prevent him from going to the sidelines. He gets deep and it was out third of and bounds. Twenty, right? It was second and eleven. I'm I'm talking oh, about the, the last two. Okay. The, the last two plays. Thirty five seconds left after Stafford almost fumbled the ball. They're they're playing safe and they didn't send anyone and they didn't get any pressure on Stafford. And Cup gets out of bounds after shaking that dude. And I think Todd Bull saw that and was like, I don't want to go down like like a bitch basically. And he decides to send the house on the next one because going safe didn't work. They hadn't been getting pressure all day. So he decides to send everyone. But here's where McVay makes it up to me personally. 
they played that so fast that NBC actually wasn't even ready for the next snap. They were still in Cup's replay. I went back to look. They snapped the ball with 21 seconds left, and because they played with such tempo, and that was the plan coming in, even though the clock was stopped, I there was miscommunication by the Bucks. The, the blitz call did not get passed around to everyone, so it was a total mistake uh, in terms of coverage and what their responsibilities were and Cup goes deep and oh by the way you got to make the play and Stafford like delivers right. a beautiful and ball. you have to then get down and, the field and, like, and clock the ball like that's that's, that's a part just, of like, this as well beating like forget about coaching it's that's just playing excellence and the uh, going back to that quote because I found that to be an intriguing quote and I didn't know what it meant at first when Stafford called it a for the love of the game route because of when the defense is sending the house like that, the guy that just goes straight out to pull away some defenders, he's there's not enough time to make him a part of the play unless some of the defenders that are supposed to be blitzing don't get the play call in and they didn't have the full complement of blitzers coming at Stafford. Now, I think it was Sue has still got to him. Oh, yeah. And Stafford made the play, and you got to give it credit. It's a really now, tough throw and a great throw it, under pressure. Like, now, even then, most quarterbacks are not making that play. Now, here's the question now, Mark, with the Rams, not to spin out of this game, but I'm just like I'm still trying to process the Rams with this game as we now look ahead. They have one more game to get to the Super Bowl, and you can't say that they closed this game out. They had a quarterback and a wide receiver who made a very special play to save the day, but – even Cup had a bad fumble in this game, lost that changed things. There's something about this team lacking a killer instinct. It's what got them beat in Week 18 from by San Francisco, and it almost cost them in a game that would have been remembered forever. And that, that spooks me a little bit as we spin forward. I'm with you, but they also have guys like Von Miller who had an absolutely incredible performance today. OBJ completely fits. Uh, I'm not sure I love watching that personally, but – they, like these moves they've made have worked, and I, I, the mistakes they somehow overcame it today. I mean, you're also playing the dark magic of Tom Brady, and it's like to get out of there with the way they did. I don't. I'm not that concerned with that. I'm. I'm probably more concerned with the matchup for San Francisco. But this team is like well built, well put together to get this far and overcome their own mistakes. To me, I. I, I don't know. I'm kind of sold on them. Well, where to I've your not point, been a- though, Dan, like. I do think it comes from above that there is something that they get. They tried to sit on this lead, and that's it's so dangerous. Because, like, when you ask Stafford and Cup to make a couple plays, look, they made it. But they didn't ask him to make those plays for a couple quarters. There was, like, the, the field goal kick that you mentioned that they were short on. They just ran the ball three straight times, including on third and long. It was like McVay was just he, – he has this – he does you really have, have issues with McVay. Well, just it's the, every show. No, it's just <laughs> this. He has this conservative streak that when he like is leading, he he wants to get so conservative. And the running game wasn't working today. Akers went twenty four for forty eight. So I I just in a game that you were <laughs> that was dom- one of the worst games ever. Akers averages two <laughs> yards a rush and twenty four right. carries and has two back breaking fumbles. He fumbled more in this game than Michelle has in the last two years. I was I was thinking at the end, you gotta have Sony Michelle in there. Like a trust I too I just much feel faith, yeah. He's gotta have like four four yards for you. That said, they started out very aggressive. Like they weren't running at all. I liked what they did, like throwing early, but it's crazy to dominate a game like that for fifty five minutes and have it be that close at the end. I don't buy Tom Brady retiring. I think this might be the beginning of a lot of these guys, these legendary players, um, 
even guys that are just around forever, like we just saw with Big Ben, there's the period where they're playing for a long time, and then there's the period where it's like every year is like, is he coming back, will he or won't he? And then he comes back like a couple of years, and then there's the last year. I think with Brady, the way he is, everything tells me as a competitor he wants to draw this thing out, so I'll believe it when I see it. But he's I, thinking about it because – I know, guess, but that's what I'm saying. It's all part of the process, I think. And I thought he looked – I'm not saying he looked old in this game, but he was he was so uncomfortable. This was a tough, tough game for Brady. You had to throw the ball 54 times. He was constantly under duress. He was having to move around in the pocket. I thought to get to 329 yards, uh, to get that comeback, really was a gargantuan effort by him because the, the Rams' defensive line really came after him all game. Well, they, I mean, they were a mess on third down, too, for a long, big chunk of this. I just, I, Who were his options to throw to? I mean, Tyler Johnson seems to be so out of sync with Brady in every one of well, these playoff games. He's not used to his line getting worked. That That's why I mean, like, the box score is misleading. Like, he, he looked done with this game, by the way. When he overthrew Brady um, to turn the ball back over with about four-something left, and it was 27-13, it just looked like, I like let's get, like it's like this is let's day. get out of yeah. here now the Rams overcome losing four fumbles in a half or you know they had one right before the half when they, they could have gone up 27-3 and Acres fumbles on the goal line going into halftime and Arians doesn't take timeouts there which felt like the, the biggest like give up move ever it was just like I don't even want to try to score at the end of the half he wasn't taking timeouts when the Rams had the ball but before that like I don't know who if any quarterback could have done much there because the Rams defensive line was destroying them. ESPN ran a stat that said they had the highest pass rush win rate of any team in any half in a game this year in the first half of that game. It, this was the ultimate proof that like sacks and QB hits are, are uh, a quarterback stat because Brady managed to br- make it only three sacks in four or five quarterback hits, but it wasn't just Wurfs' guy that was getting beat like a drum. Like Donovan Smith was getting destroyed. The guys in the middle were getting destroyed. All those Rams defensive linemen, I, I think it's a special group. I think it's potentially like a special Super Bowl championship Now that group, Miller, the defensive Well, front. and Miller's nine QB pressures were the third most he's had in the next-gen right. stats. Yeah, era. like now I mean, that he, showing up. he's playing Floyd at a high level now with Floyd there and Donald. Yeah, I think Brady for the first – having they showed at some point – uh, coming back from a commercial break, him and Gronk celebrating after the Super Bowl last year on the field. And it struck me that his jersey, and they played on grass, it was at Tampa, was completely white, gleaming white. Like it didn't have, a, he didn't have a mark on him. And in this game, he took a beating. Uh, he was bleeding. Bloody there, lip. There was a shot as he was walking off the field with the sun in his face, and he kind of actually looked 44 years old for the first time ever. And I was like, man, this is this was hard work. So maybe. This, if you want to buy into the idea, is Tom thinking about coming back or leaving? This was kind of probably a very tough game for him to head into the offseason on. I, I wonder if if the the comeback, because you know, he does throw that pass to Evans, which is a beautiful throw. When he made that throw, I was like, that would be a great last throw in the NFL. Burke, Burke texted me that. It was so, it was so true. Uh, but then he gets the ball back. They go, you know, they, they score again. I almost wonder if, like, this the way this game ended. I don't know. Maybe it's a good way to go out on him. What? I, what are you talking just about? Just that, like, what? It wasn't embarrassed. The, the Super Bowl would have been a good way. To right. go. No one's gonna remember this. Is like, I guess what I mean is like, it. It was a reminder of both things. How completely impo- How completely 
difficult it is to play and try to win the Super Bowl. Like this, he knows how poorly the Bucks offense played and how badly they were beaten for 55 minutes. Then you have like the way it finished, and and at least like you didn't go out in some embarrassing chump-like way. When I saw these reports, I was like, oh, I I think he's kind of gone. Like I I was I'm surprised because you. you haven't. You haven't seen. Anybody want to put a sandwich any, on it? No, I don't. I don't feel. <laughs> I don't think you will. But Greg, like I, I don't I, feel. Confident. I hear what you're saying, Greg. Maybe I'm wrong about the. Who, good who, will, who would disagree with you more that it's a, it's a competent way or a memorable way to go out than Tom, Tom Brady. Brady? Right. They I mean, said, he was he was as steamed and annoyed after this game and throughout this game and last week and in previous weeks as I've seen him. I think he's very frustrated with how this offense finished in general. I think that's true. I take back saying it'd be in some way a good way. I guess in my it's my fandom that it's like at least it wasn't embarrassing. He had a nice right. He was you know, a fighter a nice in this game. Absolutely, comeback and that was it because those reports and he basically said it to Al and he probably said it to Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter who reported on ESPN. They hinted at like, well, if he makes or wins the Super Bowl, then that's probably it. So it, it he was he was already thinking that way as if he could get to the finish line. Then maybe he was, he like, was going. I like the part of that report also is like, actually, his wife has wanted him to retire since 2017. I was like, <laughs> right. oh, that must be right. they were, getting awkward. Right. They were like they had, <laughs> half a decade ago. Who was doing this game? Now? Yeah. Uh, Troy was like, yeah, I think Giselle will have a, a say in that. And I'm. I don't know. I mean, uh, oh, this is great. Yeah. Chris was saying that. And I was like, well, I think if she had a say, he would have retired four years ago. I don't he know. He can't throw the ball and catch it, too. My favorite Giselle line of all time. I do like this. That was, um, a, that was a low moment, walking, from, walking out of that Giants locker room and seeing Giselle uh, waiting for Tom. And that from was SI's nice. Mitch Goldich, that he, he tweeted that daytime Michaels and Collinsworth is like running into your teacher at the mall. It was very bizarre was to weird. me to listen to them at daytime because I'm typically with the we we, we we watch football all day long together. We go watch that Sunday night uh, performance in that in the big view, viewing room together when we're allowed in this building and you get the throaty kind of chalky Chris Collinsworth shouting at you for three hours as the nightcap I don't understand also, it early like, in the day Al who is probably having cocktails um, right along now? the Malibu co- coastline at 2 a.m. the night before you know he's a <laughs> night owl he, he's a guy that like you could you could he was still waking up uh, when it was uh, 1 30 in the afternoon there like Al's a Al likes to Hit up the nightlife. Plus the, bu- well, the Bucks do, are I, a prime time. I assume time. that's true, but do you? The Bucks we, are a prime time team. You and Wes always <laughs> used to be annoyed at the light in Tampa afternoon games, which which was a little annoying. Well, it was much game. more annoying when they were also like a, a wild trash bag of a team. It's a little less annoying the sunshine in, in Florida when it's Brady. And by the way, the that was not a that was not a criticism of the great legendary Al Michaels. I just know Al likes he likes living in L.A. and he likes the life. What's the place where uh, Mel Gibson went? Uh, Moon, Moon Shadows. Shadows? Yeah. yeah. He, you know, well, he'll have a stake. He did a, more than just know. went there he, or just go there. He, he left That was his, his haunt until yeah. it wasn't. What, yeah. One last quick thing is we, we, we should, I do just want to say how great Stafford was because he had nothing to do with why they fell apart in this game. Nothing at all. They threw the ball over his head. Yep. His running backs fumbled twice. Cooper Cup fumbled twice. His coach started running and not, like, letting him throw. He was excellent. Uh, and they were aggressive from start to finish. He he was the better, you it, know, he was protected better, but he was the better quarterback in this game. As if we needed any more validation for that being one of the best trades in recent memory, today basically locked that up. That, yes. They absolutely, absolutely hit a home run on that. And trade. with Andrew Whitworth out at left tackle, I mean, we've seen what that's done to the Bucks to lose your star tackle on the right side. Joe Noteboom came in 
and I thought he did a good job. I mean, it's like that could have unspooled him. A little note boom team. in your notebook there. I, I like didn't, that. Got some Emptying out the note boom. Got some note booms. <laughs> I didn't see much out of Shaq Barrett or, or JPP. This team will not be the same next year. That's the thing they tried to do. They brought everyone back that's not, you know, the, the, look, they got to this point. They were in a good position. But everyone's not going to be back next year. JPP, for one, it will be one of those people. Oh, I'll that, tell you the first person. Yeah, I'll tell you the first person out the door if Tom Brady leaves, Bruce Arians. Right. He's not on board with, like, he nurturing a young quarterback. He says he's coming back right now. Arians yeah. said he's back, but th- there was there was talk also in the, in the media that if they could make it to the Super Bowl that he would be out too. Um, but he was very quick in definitive saying he was back because I think he knows there's he, he can't have any – equivocation there or else Brady can't would be it like, right. yeah, They also have about $5 million in effective cap space, so we'll see. All right, so the Buccaneers are dead. Long live the Buccaneers. There will be a new Super Bowl champion. Let's find out the Rams' opponent. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't. And now you'll find out. Well, Mark just told you. Well, well you could, maybe they missed that how, part how about of the this, show. How about bleep out the team that I mentioned, Erica? Oh, no that's way. a great idea. No way. No, what do you mean, no, no there, way? There what might is, be one person listening that is on the edge of their seat. Well, also, why so is, what am why I not is supposed the, to put anything in the description, Why is too? the response, no way? Yeah. Because yeah, if it's because really it's out of hand, just I won't do it different. for you. The description's different. Most people don't read it. Yeah, no, that you could avoid the description. Yeah. Or put, how about this, If where you were going to mention that team in the description, Six X's, five X's. Leave it a okay. surprise for everyone. Okay. So we're assuming. Well, then we get into an SEO situation there. Right, because we're trying to drum up the, you know, the clicks. Well, for the for the individual that all, did not you, watch the game, they probably aren't reading the description. They probably floated in audio wise. You're very well Bleep practiced at beeping out things. I mean, that's I think very you, true. I think you yeah, can just do it. Do it. Just okay. Do it. Just beep that one. Okay. Be obedient. And then when people get to this part of what? the show, it's, it's always got to go there, Mike. I'm just saying, well, I don't understand why the response is no way. Like, I am allowed to suggest something, and you mm. might say, that's a good idea. I'll think about it at least. I would if it was a good idea. What's up but... with well, grown that, that men uh, Wanting... saying they love Tom Brady? First, it was Zolak. I love Tom Brady. And now it's Cower. They're bowing down. Can we just calm Who down? Gorgeous, gorgeous girls love Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, let's get to another number one like, seed meltdown. How are the 49ers, Bill? I love you, Tom. <laughs> he got caught up in the moment. <laughs> Cower. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Pepper snap is a little high pulled on by Wisnowski. Robbie Gold has it away, and it is good. Good as gold, Robbie is. Robbie Gold has kicked the 49ers to victory here in Green Bay. Oh, the bongos! You gotta. Oh, can you supplement the bongos with some? Uh, you know who I'm looking for? Feely. Good as gold, Robbie is. Just hit it, hit it like five times in a row. Sure. Now, be obedient. That gets a sure. Be obedient. I'm not, <laughs> that I'm gets not a comfortable sure. with this. All right, you ready? No. <laughs> I need a second. Robbie Gold. Good as gold. He is. Gold makes a 45-yard field goal Saturday night. Time expires. The Niners knock off the top-seeded Packers. 13-10. Yes, it is the 49ers, listener X, who will meet this, the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium for the right to play in Super Bowl 56 right here at SoFi Stadium. Would that be weird if two years after never happening for 55 years or whatever, two years in a row, the team in the Super Bowl is playing in their own stadium? That could happen. That's in play now. Doesn't matter right now because we're talking about the Niners. Robbie Gold has made all 20 of his career playoff field goal attempts. Maybe he should be number one and McPherson number two. Tight battle. I'll have to think about that. I'll get back to you on Thursday with the official rankings. Uh, The Niners continue to put a postseason curse on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, They have always had their way with him. And for the Packers, Greg, this is a lot more disappointment. We'll get to them. But the Niners is a gritty win by a team that just finds a way. I feel like such a company, man. But how how great is the NFL that you can have these two classic games? And I consider this a classic game. And one is 42-36 in overtime. And one is 13-10 to in the snow. You put this in the same category as the game Lambeau. we watched today. Different. Certainly the execution and, like, the level of football is not the same. But in terms of it being a memorable football moment – that was so tense throughout the game that had an explosive uh, ending and had me riveted and had great plays, a- absolutely. The, the, the one play I'll remember forever is that Debo Samuel third and seven run. 103 left, such a fascinating moment, I think, for a coach. The Packers had no timeouts, and, and I just thought they, they kind of have to run it here. As much as I'm like the stay aggressive guy, I was like, you kind of have to run it here. You can't give Rodgers the time, and you got to try to run it twice and, or, and see what happens. That, that's who you are. You're the 49ers, and worst-case scenario, you, you bring the clock down and you don't let the Packers get the ball. They they line up in shotgun to spread them out. They, they get used check running all the way across the plate to – Check it out even more. They pull their guard, and then they give the ball to Debo Samuel, a wide receiver, who only had 83 yards in this game, but was like it was like the most impactful 83 yards plus that kick return you will ever see. 
And it's what the 49ers are all about. You have Juwan Jennings, a wide receiver, blocking out there. You have Kittle blocking out there. And then you have Debo, who has two guys pretty much unblocked that he has to beat. And he, like, dead legs Jair Alexander, who came back for this game the last couple weeks and just kind of puts a move on him, breaks the tackle, gets the first down. It was a perfect play call of, like, doing what you're best at, your best player. They convert it, and and Gold gets it done a few plays later. It was an awesome way to end. I love that you paired it with the Chiefs and Bills game because I think if you were to, like, double bill football games like you do movies – it was such a different type of game. And you know, watching this with my kids a little bit too, it's like, oh, special teams for certain teams. If you can, if you can make that and maximize that, that's what the Niners did. I mean, it was the, that Debo Samuel, the fact that he was playing injured at that point, that it was snowing, that it was the Niners against this. T- this matchup to me, I, I enjoyed watching this so thoroughly. And there was a moment in this that I thought showed that gave the Niners total hope before halftime because Jimmy Ward blocks the field goal. Before that, he had allowed Aaron Jones to have the 75-yard catch and run, the blown coverage that, mm. get, that really put them into a hole. Then the field goal is blocked by Jimmy Ward right before halftime because if you look at the way Green Bay came out on that first drive, I thought this thing was going to be curtains for San Francisco. Instead, they start to put the muzzle over Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay offense. You go into halftime off that special teams play with a completely different mindset, feeling like we're the more resilient team. This reminds us of so many of our different wins. We trust that Shanahan's going get to get us out of this. Aaron Rodgers' butt is tightening by the minute. The Packers <laughs> are not here for the moment, and this is what Green Bay does every single January. They are misfits. They are Ooh. absolute meltdown <laughs> artists. And I, I know, I've, I, I know that I, a lot of listeners come at me for being misfits. hard, being hard on the Packers. <laughs> they are a regular season team that doesn't know how to close, and they were taken to town by a football team that played all three phases and did not let up. So we all, like two phases, inclu- including you. Mark. Well, they we, played all three. They executed two of them very well. We went into this game thinking this Packers team would be. Dead. Different. Like we talked about it on the on the network show on Saturday. If this, and yet they weren't. And I think what for me, um, when I think about this game and why I don't see it as necessarily a classic is when when a team lets. Uh, I think this game of the Packers lost more than the Niners won, and and that affects like when I think of like all time classic playoff games. And I, you know, they go right down the field. They score a touchdown. They get the ball back, and a, a sneaky underrated play in this game is Mercedes Lewis fumbles on the second possession where they're marching again to Great go up. Great play by Warner, though, too. Two Great scores. Great play by Warner. Absolutely. But from that point on, and everyone's going to be d- dwelling on the special teams, and I get that because not only did the field goal get blocked, 39-yarder at the end of the first half, that would have put them up 10 nothing. They then allow a – 45-yard kickoff return on the first play of the second half. And then, of course, the fu- the block punt and touchdown return heard around the world with 441 remaining. But the thing with Aaron Rodgers and the thing with the Packers this year was this was a special offense that was supposed to rise to the occasion. And I think starting with that Mercedes Lewis fumble, they got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And think about the two possessions for the Packers that sandwiched that block punt. It was a three and out and a three and out. Like, Rodgers needs to wear this loss as much as anyone else mm. because he is the guy that's going to get the MVP trophy. 
and he came up very small, as did the rest of the team. I hated the scheme. Like we were talking about, or I was talking about Alan Lazard. Barely gets targeted in this game. All It was Aaron Jones, and it was Devontae Adams. 21 of 26 attempts to those two players. The, at the end, I did a Sky Sports hit at the end of the third quarter, and they had not yet targeted a wide receiver other than Devontae Adams. Targeted. And so what happened? Why did that? Now, you got to give credit to San Francisco, of course. But what happened with this team? How did they get tight? That goes to the head coach as well. I think that the weather is a helpful equalizer. I think the 49ers pass rush was awesome. Bosa with five pressures, two sacks. Armstead with four pressures, two sacks. If you think about those special teams gaps, what happened right before both of them? Sacks in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers had 26 seconds left in the first half when he took that sack. And and those were quick sacks. Those were not sacks I really put on Rodgers. Those were sacks where the O-line kind of collapsed, and they got to him almost right away. Uh, the one before halftime, they had a lot of time there to go try to score, but instead they sacked him, and then they just had to spike it and do the kick. And the same thing with the block punt. You're, you're buried deep uh, there. He, he makes a mistake on second down, uh, and he gets sacked on third down. So it was it, – they – Moved their entire offensive line around. Billy Turner came back, but Bakhtiari didn't. And Billy Turner is another starter who's been out for a while, and they decided to put him at left tackle. They got rid of our guy Yoshi. I, I, I forget what his name is. I call him Yoshi. Uh, and then they moved They like moved the guards what? around. They Does moved. anyone listening know who that is? Who? Uh, what is his name? Yoshi? Our guy. <laughs> I'm just our saying. guy Yoshi. I Go mean, ahead. I, he's one of my favorite names in the NFL. I, I should Who, know his name. What position does he play? He's uh, He's been their left tackle for the last few weeks with, okay. with Turner. Go ahead. Anyways, they, they, gotcha. they reshuffled their entire offensive line, and that seemed to cause some sort of communication and uh, was maybe a decision that LaFleur – Regrets, And certainly they were bringing it up during the broadcast that maybe it might be something they regret, that they moved around three or four positions. Yoshi or Yusha Nivan. I mean, this yeah. <clears throat> they overcame, you know, what was a pretty stagnant, obviously, and mistake-prone Niners offense. I mean, Jimmy G, with seven minutes left in the third quarter, had six completions that traveled 21 yards downfield. They overcame a terrible interception by Jimmy G near the goal line. That set up that Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones catch and run. I, there were a lot of risky throws by Jimmy G. There were a lot of drops. It was a, it was not a good effort. I kind of thought the Niners would tell us who they were by their first drive or two with their scripted drives. They wanted to run the ball 40 times. They were total duds. I thought maybe this is the game where the journey is over for this team. They I are think not you in had control. One of your Sessler prediction t- uh, text, as I recall. I mean, that's what I, I thought I said on our network show that I wanted to see what happened on the first drive. It couldn't have been worse. I just couldn't be more impressed with the way they worked the way out of this. I do think the weather, to your point, Greg, changed it for both teams, and I'm sure we'll get a bunch of think Does pieces. It, well, doesn't it hurt the team that's better at passing? It absolutely. It was zero degrees there. Yeah, it, but it should, but it's team. like it's, our, it's in. It's at Lambeau, and they were eight and zero there, and they've been and I get the quarterbacks just, been playing there for I'm twenty years, right? right. And, and right. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan said, like, we'll be happy to be playing somewhere warm next week, but I think it it, it helped them. They were built more for it. I mean, I'd, although that said, I mean, they've had probably 16 better pro- offensive performances this season. So I, I'm not sure if it's – Right, but I'm just pro- saying you know, I take the trade off because I think it just made it tougher for the receivers. Well, t- Dan, and, you and mentioned a, that they should just put the team. Packers in a dome at this point because Lambeau maybe isn't an advantage for Green I, Bay in this situation. I, they, they keep melting down in this – but- I, what are they? You texted set, me that they should just like put them seven, in a dome. They're like seven and seven. Somebody I think that was me. That Prove was it. Me. 
Greg did it. <laughs> no, I, don't I, th- know. I think it was me. I said that. Put a, put you're a, doing these games like 800 <laughs> texts happening where you're trying to watch the game. Please. I, I feel really bad too about uh, Yoshi Niemann because like give up. Because like Yoshi just you know, reminds Yoshi. you of Mario Kart, and like this man though deserve he's not Yoshi, he's just Yosh, so uh, he deserves. What this. happened with Bakhtiari, by the way? That was that was that, that was one that of the under... more the dumb subplots we've had to deal with for the past <laughs> well, month and a half. Well, he played in Week 18. Oh, yeah, for and like he, then he went in the he really went in the strange. tent and then vanished. Well, he cl- he clearly didn't. You know, he tried to return. He clearly his body. Well, did many not mistakes respond. were made by the Packers, obviously in execution. Uh, on Saturday night, but was bringing in Bakhtiari back in week 18 for a tune-up for a game he didn't even make two weeks later. Mm. I wonder if that's something privately that they botched as well. Yeah, I get why they did that, though, because we were asking, oh, will the chemistry be there when they put all of them into the – Right, you know, Rodgers so. said – I was so happy to, like, play with those two guys, with Wells, who did who did play in this game, the center. Uh, I do want to talk about, like, the Rodgers miss, though. So the, the way it ended was crazy – in terms of their last possession. I, I misspoke before. I, I was mixing up the drives. His last throw of the game was that deep shot to Devontae Adams, where once they got the coaches tape out today, he has Lazard breaking open on a pretty clear read. It's tough for, like, dorks like us to be like, oh, you should have thrown it there. But this is one, and, and smarter people than me have broken it down, where it's like, Okay, if the safety goes here, then then you get the crosser here. And Lazard is wide open. And instead, he clearly kind of made the decision, I'm just going to give give Devontae Adams a chance. And he just hucked it up. And it's like totally not what he has done the entire season. And it was very Farvian. And it his- was very... Farve against the Giants where he just started like chucking the ball this up is, late. This is something that now needs to be talked about. This is this is a big that that was a big legacy game for Rodgers. The the resume is stacking up now what's happening in these January games. And to see what he did yesterday, and again, you're right, Greg. There was a lot of pass protection issues. Uh but when he was as dominant as he was for mo- like 90% of this season, including untouchable in the last seven weeks, and then to fail to move the team when the when the season was on the line. Then you watch what happened today at Arrowhead. It's pretty cold there, too, by the way. And you see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes just going at each other back and forth, brilliant artists at the peak of their game. It makes me think differently about Rodgers mm. after this particular game. He's still a legendary player. He's still probably worthy of being the MVP this year. But that you can no longer look the other way with this January stuff. I tried to look the other way, Mark, and it cost me in the lock game. I had a chance to win the title outright. Right. And I lost it, and I now— He lost it for you. He certainly did. And I will tell you what, now it's a one-game difference. I now have to pull, like, at the break glass, and I have to flip the emergency switch is ride or die with Mahomes. Well, this and is I'm the thing. I'm giving you a heads up. This I'm just is riding or die with Mahomes. Well, I, I I won't be afraid to confront you again. I, I'll 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 you know consult my own internal strategy, but I'm not looking necessarily <laughs> to tie here. Um, Nor am I. I I'm, feel the same. I mean, but there was a, there was a year that you caught me and tied, and like I have to take that into consideration. But that was sort of a cheesy photo of both of us like holding a trophy <laughs> no, together. Nobody was, won that photo. No, it's just absurd. So there's a lot to look ahead, but um, I'm with you on one thing. I am not doing this again with Aaron Rodgers. I will not. I am not. Like, I don't think he is either. I don't think he is interested in a rebuild on any level. They are $44 million over the cap heading into the offseason. They got a lot of big questions. His comments after the game, I thought, were, I mean, tilted towards 
Uh-uh. Not uh, into it anymore. I can't, I can't deal really? with it. Here so we I, go. I, we all agree that we think he's coming back at this point. I think he'll come back and retire in week six like, if things are bad, but that's, that's <laughs> he's totally had, different. He's had some annoying, to put it mildly, moments this year. And my least favorite was reading that entire ESPN article. Like, if you were trying to give Aaron Rodgers any benefit of the doubt, he drove me crazy in that article. I don't know if you read it. And so I, I like like a lot of people apparently on Twitter, was, was you know, happy to see them lose. Uh, on some level and, and happy to oh, for sure. yeah, say bye-bye. Uh, but I watched the press conference. I thought he handled it pretty well. I don't think it it showed much either way. He was he was trying to be fair. I I don't know. I went into this game kind of assuming he would be back with, with the Packers. He did say the Gutekunst relationship's going well. I, I I think he wants to keep playing football. I think he would, like, when he wins, I would have voted Brady, but when he wins the MVP, it's a regular season award. Uh, but he just played poorly this game. It wasn't just the, that. You don't just, want to retire in this game unless he no. doesn't love the game anymore. Right. I and think he loves the, the sport. The Packers aren't getting yeah. rid of him. Like they have all the leverage. They have him under contract. They're not handing it over to Jordan Love. Like they're going to give him some more money. I just don't see how it, it wouldn't work out that way. But to your point that he has to wear it, like he his location was off. Uh, throughout the game, it what like in the play before that Lazard miss, he almost threw an interception trying to force it to Randall Cobb. It, it was not a it was not a good game. This by is Aaron the Rodgers. divisional play. Like he didn't outplay Jimmy G. Jimmy G, who was not good in this game either, but he made as many plays as Rodgers. Right. He made a couple plays. I think statistically, you look at the box score and it says, "Oh, Rodgers outplayed him." But really, well, let's let's face it though. Rodgers was a massive disappointment. Rodgers bombed out in this game, and he's the MVP. So like there, there's a higher bar that needs to be uh, met. Garoppolo could easily throw a, a pick six or two in this game, but he didn't. And the Niners are moving on, and that is as annoying as to me the performances uh, of the Packers. You just got to give it to the, the Niners and and think about now that they go to L.A to face the Rams for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and they know they could beat the Rams. And that's going to be an interesting mm. game to watch uh, how it all unfolds. How about Shani just kind of owning Matt LaFleur and owning Sean McVay? Like I thought they, they were they had split their matchups have, before. Or maybe, I, maybe it's that I was thinking. Um, well, next week could change everything right, about I, all that business. Well, they he, he's owned Sean McVay. You know, they've won, what, six straight. Uh, and they, they've certainly – maybe it's the, the – 49ers that have owned Aaron Rodgers after passing on him in the draft, you know. They, well, he's never beaten him, him in the playoffs. In, in the playoffs, but I've noticed that Shanny is coming for Lafleur's beard. You know, Lafleur's known for this, and it's almost thin to the point of being point? silly now. Yeah, uh, Lafleur and Shanahan's beard has never looked better, never more groomed. He right. outbearded it, the bearded. Boy, and he went to his. Well, one is field. one is a boy, so that's the that's that's the beginning. It's hard of the issue. when you're a boy. It's hard. All right, spinning forward, Sunday, January thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two. And by the way, you don't have to worry about anything COVID related. COVID has been cured in the NFL. We're done with that now. All now we just need Fauci to connect with certain figures in the NFL, and the rest of the world will be fine as well. So, just giving everybody a heads up on that. Isn't it crazy? Problem solved. Isn't it crazy that, and I'm happy, obviously, and we all should be happy, that we just went through this entire weekend of playoff football and it wasn't even on the radar? Like, whether you think that's good or bad or right or wrong, from where we were in December where it looked like the season was about to go under to you get to this place and it didn't even come up, really. 
That well, was it, crazy. It has to do with something green with the face of presidents on it, and uh, the machine will not be See, usually I would say that, but I think there's some other... No, you're, I'm wrong. Yeah. The league is very pure, and uh, that's you know that's their that's how they'll proceed. No, I think there might be some things going on here where we might see society start to follow a path that the NFL is on. Not that the NFL started this, but it's also died down. It's kind of like my kid's school. There were six people in it two weeks ago, and there's eighteen. You know, in in Ellis's class, so there's six in it two weeks ago, and there's eighteen in it now. Right. Not, they're, they're there's sort no of need in to be vague. Too. Just the general idea that there's we might be reaching a, a stage where society is just like we got to live with this. We lost. We're taking the L. Well, on, you can't do this. You can't do this business yeah. all next season, and they don't intend to. Well, and they, yeah, they won't. It's dying yeah. down. It's uh, well, you said it was going to die down Greg, after I mean, the, the like, first wave. I'm just wave saying this wave ago. is clearly <laughs> on the recess right what was, now. What was Greg's take? The uh, well, uh, no. It's going to be fine by June. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, in t- like 20, 2019 or whatever. It wasn't as bad as the like the first weekend of it, Erica, on our network show's final thought was everyone should go out and just <laughs> oh my live God. your life. Yeah, I forgot Have about fun. that. Yeah. Live your life. Ordering yeah. the people to gather to to breathe into <laughs> each together. other's faces. Just get together. And, don't, and let, don't let the disease That's what I said safely outside and walks are good for your mental that health. Was good. Like they good. even the NFL just announced that they are not um, <laughs> testing so the unvaccinated wording. players anymore. If they're you know unless they're showing in, real yeah, symptoms. Yeah, it's symptoms. Like th- it is. They there's been I a 180 in where this so is going. So many players self-reported for those couple of weeks too but i think that well kinda, unless they're on your favorite team but like uh, sure. that kind of <laughs> went out the window i feel like once the player once the playoffs started in terms of like y- you were leaving it up to the players to self-report they did that in the regular season and, and they're not like debo samuel's like i have a small cough <laughs> see you next season like no <laughs> shut up please you will say nothing and you will play for 60 minutes they missed aj dylan in that game that was a big uh, go win a game, Packers. Well, that is a, a nuclear disgrace. level loss for the Packers. And I really I, thought it was. I, a I, I'm going to tell you something right oh. now. If Rodgers comes back and 88 <laughs> percent of sports writers picked him to win the NFC, I'm out of here. This was I'm a classic. I'm going to work for Home and Garden magazine. You know, I think you, you <laughs> I'm like, done with it. You like Rodgers. You locked him up. I, I think you got to recognize this was a classic. Good Different, for you! Not at the same level, but also very memorable. No, I will remember the the. Packers gagging and collapsing into a puddle of their own pee. But was it exci- like the block punt was an exciting play? I'm not that saying it wasn't like play. I like fun, low scoring games, too. I'm just saying <laughs> the Packers utterly collapsing and pooping themselves on Saturday night was a highly disappointing outcome for a team that here. This is what it's about for me. Especially, like, for instance, I had him number one in the power rankings. Too. That's what that's is, this is where it's coming. No. From. Well, listen, let me explain. When you watch all the games and you get invested in the, the, the themes of a season and how, uh, how teams respond to certain things and how a quarterback plays, and they, everything's pointing to this is a big-time, real-deal team. And then people say, oh, yeah, but sometimes in January. And, Not sometimes. And, and, then I'm like, and then I'm like, well, I've watched every snap of this team, and I've watched the way this quarterback is playing, and I'm going to lean on – Everything that's happened this year to inform how this weekend goes, and then a totally different team shows up. All right, hold on. Like that's, that's annoying. That's that's a logical way to approach uh, exercise as power, such as power rankings. I'm totally with you. But the clock has struck midnight on Green Bay. Not just sometimes. Every single year since 2010, saying, Aaron Rodgers. But Mark on the network one show, Super Bowl. you said in clear terms, that you think this team is different also than Right, but I picked, picked the Niners to win. to win. I picked, I picked the, the Niners, Niners to, win. to, to win the think, game. I didn't think this was a well, mismatch. you picked two things then. 
What do you mean? I picked you the said Niners. This team on, was different than the past I, teams. I, for weeks and weeks, I do think that they they're not the same Packers team where the defense under Dom Capers with his fake hair flying in the wind is going to totally collapse. That I do think they were built differently, but I did not think they were going to win this game. I picked the Niners. Well, so it's not I didn't say two I, things. I picked the Niners too. Partly because I just thought it was fun and I thought they'd cover, and because it started raining along with that snow. Oh, well that's done. That's right. That's um, good. Some freezing rain. Oh yeah, seventy-two. Rainmaker might have to just quit for the year. Sit Keep on, going. You're, you're Sit more annoying that. than Aaron Rodgers with talking about quitting. <laughs> um, just don't do it or do it okay, at this point. That, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was like a mismatch though. It, to me, these teams were pretty close to even over the course of the season. I know that seems crazy, but over the course of like the last nine or ten games, and that's the thing about the NFL, we we invest so much time, especially us, because we're working in it, into it all being like this buildup, and it's like your resume, and here's what you did, but it's just like one game, and these two teams, personally, I don't think we're too even. I think the 49ers have a lot going for them, other than the quarterback. You know, other than the two quarterbacks, I think the 49ers are legitimately a so better team. They get when, into teams' heads, when, too. When we picked the game, I said, well, ultimately, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's right. the difference. Unless, unless Aaron Rodgers pees down his leg in a huge spot right. in the playoffs. And an MVP shouldn't do and, that. He's not and the MVP. Special, and special teams was a seven-point difference, and they won by three because they, they blocked the field goal. They get the touchdown. They also get the return. The, and the they got to fix that, the Packers. You know who's pissed off at Aaron Rodgers? We, you think, like, we are or, whatever, or you are? Like, you know who's pissed is Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark <laughs> and that defense who gave up six points. They gave right. up six points in a playoff game, and they lost. Bingo. And that's why I that's wouldn't. Crazy. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like the Niners next week. But then again, they find a way, and the Rams are showing they are not really good at stepping on throats. So that's going oh, to be that's a, very a great good matchup. Game. But that, if you take out the Rams matchup. three times in one season, ouchie for LA. Sean McVay needs sure. to. This feels like a different yeah. Rams team to me than the one that got thumped by the Niners on primetime. It just does. I, I, it's yeah, I, and he, you know. yeah. Well, we'll all right. We so the Bengals are still in the west of his time slot, even though they're in the AFC Championship game. They're the <laughs> noon window. They do announce that Eastern. before the season starts, so that doesn't feel like a slight. <laughs> well, it happened three weeks in a row. That's all I can tell you. A CBS. <laughs> that's that's Romo and Nance. Bengals Chiefs three o'clock from. Yeehaw Field at Arrowhead Stadium. I don't recognize that. It's Arrowhead. And then 3.30 uh, Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. Next door. Should we go? Niners Rams. I want to. Should we try to go? Should we ask for press press passes here? Danny? Uh, I would like to go to a, a okay. championship, championship game. I've right. never, I've, we've been lucky enough to go to many Super Bowls. I've never been to a conference championship mm. game. Will you guys include me on the credentials email? or <laughs> We will. I don't know. You Usually like, that's I... actually the, the producer's job. So you, you Well, you did it without it. me even knowing last it. time. Yeah. That's true. That's Maybe true. if you I, if you follow my suggestion on a couple, you know. Okay, Mark, I'll go back and bleep a I, score that you right. gave that happened from a game from yesterday. Some bells I've and been whistles to two. in my favorite. Someone listening to it on Monday. I've been to two. I saw the Patriots drop a bomb on Mike Tomlin Steelers, and I saw Case Keenum get waxed by the Eagles. Neither one was competitive. I hope this game Braggy. is uh, a little more competitive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just We're saying. Done. Let's get a better game. What was that? What is it? You didn't get the good as gold Robbie is. You need oh, Robbie is. Oh, you want the is. full thing? Of course. Mm. Why would you? Why the incomplete drop there? 
Good I mean, as gold. I'm not. I'm Isn't not like harp just on good as gold. Just like the, no, good time. as gold. Well, that's that. That's what made it really sing. Good as gold. Robbie is right. Okay. Yeah. That's. All right, is the podcast still going? That was on me. <laughs> we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, Connie Fox will be joining us. We'll get her back uh, in the virtual studio, so that'll be nice. And then um, Thursday, the big uh, preview of Championship Sunday. Saturday morning, the NFL Network program, and we go on and on and on. Anything else, boys? Not a word. Good as goal, Robbie's been. All right. Let's go. Everybody, enjoy your week. Hope you enjoyed the football. Legendary weekend of action. Until Tuesday. You know what you guys do. Heat the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, Tanner Girl Go Shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.